Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. This is a special best of 2020. What a year it's been and what a guest I have <laughs> joining me for countdown 10 to 6. It's Cameron James. Hey, Cam. Oh my good Lord. It's been a hell of a year. Um, probably the best year for both I, of us. I've loved it. I've loved every second of it. I think it's been... Just so good to connect with family. <laughs> so nice. Just to, you know. Yeah. You were lucky because you got to spend so much time with your family. My so you were very lucky. Family, beautiful. Just sit down every day. What are we going to do today, guys? Oh. Just look at each other. Let's just, all just look at each other and just really take in each other's personalities. Just reconnect. Just take that time mm. to reconnect. Get to know each other again. It's like falling yeah. in love all over again. <laughs> and and you know what else I feel very lucky about, Josh, is that we got to connect not just with our own families, but with our podcast families as well. Uh, what what a year it's been for podcasting. I started mm. the year by saying the podcast is only going to go monthly now because it's too much work. <laughs> and then I just looked up. I did, under the banner of Don't You Know Who I Am, I did 103 podcasts this year. <laughs> It's only going to do 12. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I also started the year thinking like, now nah, podcasts are dead. I think I'm done with podcasts. <laughs> and then just spent all year. That's all I did. So, I should you, know? so Kat, you were on my podcast three times. Wow. Th- three well, times four, this year. Four now? Is this four? This is fourth, yeah. Wow, but this isn't hell. included in the votes. You can't okay. vote for this one next year. Even though <laughs> it will be number one with a bullet. We could get this in under the wire though if we get people to pause now and then maybe text in okay yeah maybe maybe uh hit me up on uh I think that's how on it works. twitter just say yeah i vote for episode 237 or 236a yeah. i think this one will be i don't know <laughs> oh my god your system of numbering uh podcasts <laughs> so is dumb. psychotic so what we're going to do today is we're going to count down 10 to 6 i'll play a little clip i'll talk about who was on Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of behind the scenes. There's one mm. where I'm like, "Ooh, this one I almost didn't put it out that week." End up, uh, and, but then it snuck in, and oh, what an episode it was! And what I think I'm going to do is just kind of ask you a bit about your process oh, and great. Uh, where your ideas come from and stuff yeah. like that. Excellent. That's what I want. That's I think that's what the listeners want as well. They want yeah, to know so. how did you come up with a story about someone shitting themselves on a bus <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- three episodes. How many episodes do you think will make the top ten of yours? Mm, you know, I would have I would have snuck them all in, but not for me. For the other talent that you had on um, on the show, are, are the live ones included? The, the live like, stream the... ones are included, but okay. only didn't like 
only had about you know one twentieth of the listenership. The live interesting, ones. Interesting, interesting. But I think the, the those live fans ones are more likely to really good. Yeah, they were. They were great. More likely to vote as well. Those the people who bought them though. They got. I hope they chucked our one in there because I would have loved that one. Um, I remember one with Naomi and Tom and Alexi was also very fun. Yeah. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not in there at all because there's a lot of backlash against me at the moment. Oh, is there? What yeah. Have you, what have you done? Uh, I'm super spreading COVID. <laughs> Are you in the Northern Beaches? Yeah, I'm in the Northern Beaches. And you, also, I heard that you have your own private jet from the Finding Desperado money. You're flying over the UK, <laughs> just sh- shaking hands, then coming back. Yeah, look, it's been very... Very disrespectful of me and irresponsible, but what the hell? When you're on that crazy finding desperado money, you yeah. can do whatever you want. Hey, you know what? I, you know what I've been saying in 2020? YOLO, YOLO, YOLO. YOLO. I've been, I've been yes. bringing it back. I like YOLO. I have FOMO for you for saying YOLO. God, that's one of the dumbest things. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of dumbest things, our number ten. Great. Now, this was episode. 200. Whoa. A big, a big, you know, monumental, a landmark episode. <laughs> the guests, Aaron Chen. Excellent. Reese Nicholson. Mm. That dirty, dirty Nina Oyama. <laughs> <laughs> first time to the podcast, but not a stranger to podcasting, Tim Batt from New Zealand from the uh, Worst Idea of All Time. Oh, that's a pretty solid lineup you've got going on there. What? And it was the first one I did on Zoom. Oh God! So you were still figuring it out. You were still figuring out the kinks. Didn't didn't know. And this was also one where I uh, the ABC wanted to do a little, like how are people being creative in lockdown? Mm. And so they wanted me to film aspects of the show. And so I had to do. And I think I did this with your one as well uh, that you were in uh, earlier. But yeah, ha- and so I had to stop recording the show proper because I'm like, the ABC are not going to put in anything that we're saying and do a little fake little round <laughs> where I'm just like, all right, so who did this? <laughs> Which, what, uh, uh, so what was the fake round? Did you just come up with very clean, boomer-friendly ju- questions? Yeah, I just did an intro and said, all right, this one to Nina. Okay, Aaron, and then stopped it there. And then all right, good. Yeah, because yeah. you couldn't. You'd have to give them all strict instructions. No jerk off stories. <laughs> yeah. No diarrhea stories. Yeah, and no. Uh, Reese always tells drug stories on the show. That's his. That's his go to. He's a big druggie. Not many people know that, but he's probably like the premier stoner comedian of Australia. <laughs> he's the Doug Benson of Australia. One of his uh, edits for the Netflix special he's just got out is him. Telling the audience that his comedy goes over their fucking head cut. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an in joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, they'll get it. They'll get it. Hope so. No. All right. So, what we're going to learn, we're going to play, because it's the opening of this show, we're going to play the opening round of episode 200 with Nina Oyama, Reese Nicholson, Aaron Chen, and Tim Bat. Here it is, episode 200. Our first question is this one. Maybe I come out of corona time with a bit more swagger and carry myself with the attitude of a hot bloke. Reese. Um, yes, Reese. Uh, Nina? No, that was Aaron Chen. A point there for Aaron. Uh, uh, thank you. Thanks for the point. Oh, my God. That's such a good tweet, though. I wish that I wrote that. Yeah. I feel I flattered. Say, so. <laughs> you, you still can. Yeah. Still time. Yeah, I was accused of no, tweet thievery this week. So. Oh, were you? I've already become a hot yeah. bloke, so 
Yeah, you are hot bloke, Amber. <laughs> Thank you. Did you steal Aaron? Or did you... I didn't steal a tweet, but I did a tweet and then I Googled it and everyone's tweeted it. So the person who accused me, guess what? Um, Kept lost. <laughs> Was it I've been self-isolating for years? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably. It's on that one. It was about, no, it was about OK Boomer and then saying, are you OK Boomer now, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's just low-hanging fruit. All right, question two. Current mood... Fuck everyone who isn't me. Aaron. Nina. Yes, Aaron. I was just about to say Nina, but she buzzed in, so I'm oh. going to say Tim Bat. You are correct. Another point there for Aaron. Well done. Thanks. Oh, my God. Aaron's <laughs> killing it. Yeah, nice one, dude. Good tweet, man. You all right now? Thanks, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah, everything sucks, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> $400 to apprentice in Melbourne because uh, I had to settle my bill for the comedy festival. And he was like, so do you want me to post these over to you? I was like, throw them in the fucking bin. Chuck my thing in the bin. Were your flies printed on both sides? Yeah. Uh, that, see, I've, I've got oh. online and I only print on one side. So I'm like, at least I can use them for like scrap pieces of paper. But yeah. Even that. Yeah. That's somehow more, yeah, like even worse. Just getting yeah, reminded of the thing that you spend this money on every time you go and write a shopping list. I like the oh. idea of your kids like drawing on the back of them and occasionally just looking at the front and going like, what What did that used to do? <laughs> oh, so, sorry, Dad, are these pieces of paper why we can't get birthday presents this year? Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, Question: If anyone wants five hundred uh, wedding invitations, feel oh. free. <laughs> <laughs> Having a wedding at the trades hall for twenty-eight days. <laughs> it's a hub. They're doing a bar. I was going to say they should still have shows on at the trades hall because at least everyone will be social distancing anyway. <laughs> Nobody cares. <I> don't. <laughs> Question three. Self-isolation got me sitting on my hand and making it go numb just so I can hold my other hand and pretend I'm not alone. Wraith? Uh, oh, this could be any of us. Um, uh, Nina? You are correct. Yes, a point there for Reese. She was the only one not smiling. <laughs> what? I was trying not to smile so as not to give it away. I should wear, like, a hat or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah that'll right. make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast so stuff. You, you are now over the microphone. So. All right. Oh, shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. sorry. Question <laughs> four. Shakespeare wrote King Lear in quarantine, and when he finished, he tweeted a link with the caption, Is this something? Nina. Right. Yes, Nina. Aaron? You are correct. Yes, a point there for Nina. It was Aaron. Yeah. Have you started writing anything, Aaron, in this time? Yeah, a book of essays about um, Zoom meetings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should point out, so Aaron, you've got a flatmate with you. Yeah, Rodney Todd. Yes, Reese, you have your partner. Yep. Tim, you have a wife. And a dog. And a dog. Nina, you got flatmates or anyone? Yeah, I've got 
three housemates. Oh, that's good. But before today, I was like doing self isolation at this other place because I I subletted my normal house to someone. I subletted my room, and so I only got back into it today. But I was sharing a place with like two people that just hated me, and I was scared to leave my room, oh. <laughs> and it sucked so much. Well, that helps the self isolation, I guess. <laughs> it really did. I was I just it really scared because I couldn't. I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't leave. And so I was just dehydrating myself because I'd have to walk past them, <laughs> bit of the house to go to the bathroom. And so I just stopped drinking water so I wouldn't have to pee or get more water. And um, yeah, it's safe to say I'm, I'm not okay. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I escaped. <laughs> I'm back on the waters, guys. Hydrate. It's very important. I hear doctors say don't drink water now. That's like the updated uh, <laughs> advice. <laughs> my between all the all the drinking and the uh, not drinking, my pee hasn't been the right color for at least a month now. Never, <laughs> but it's it's always one or the other. I always, whenever I say, I'm like, yeah, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> I it's unrelated, Reese. I don't even know what it's related to, but I think you've got something special going on. Everyone else is like jet black, right? Jet black. Very cold. It comes I'm out. I'm gonna get my pee darker. <laughs> like quarantine projects. Question five: What about massage parlors? But instead of a massage, a nice-looking man platonically scratched your back for an hour or so. Tim. Yes, Tim. Got to be race. You are correct. Yes, a point there for Tim. <laughs> that's good. So far, that's good. I feel like we've just been spending so much time on Twitter now that we probably all know each other's tweets anyway. Yeah. Like, there's just not much to do. Yeah, that one's race. 23rd of April. Oh, yeah, March. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, though, I will. I will take. I will take a back scratch over sex any day of the week. I, I like getting my back scratched so much. It's so much. It's so much better. You don't have to put any work in for anything. Same as a massage. Oh, it's nice. I got a movie recommendation for you, Reese. Cats, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> Nothing but back scratches from way to go. No, I'm more into you know like bears scratching their backs on things. Oh, that's uh, up back as a bear. Cats do that too. You'll be pleased to yeah. find out. <laughs> so you've seen the movie Cats, Tim? You've, you've actually watched it? Have you watched it once or twice? Seven times, once for every day of a week, that guy and I went uh, and we spent something like $400, single-handedly extended its New Zealand um, cinema season. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question six. The shops are empty. I've run out of food because of coronavirus. All that's left to eat is my pussy. Aaron. Yes, Reese. <laughs> Aaron, no. Um, <laughs> it is Nina, Nina yes. Yeah, so another point there for Reese. Yeah. I think Nina's the only one on this crew of people that could say, could pull off saying pussy, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'll give it a go. It. So Thank it was, you. It That's the nice nicest thing it. anyone's ever said. Oh. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. I've been nutting into my elbow, if that helps. Nina. Yes, Nina. Is that Aaron? You are correct. Yes, I put there for Nina. Yeah. <laughs> I love that tweet so much, man. Thank you. I'm a big fan. It'll stay safe, you know? Oh, yeah, that would work, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> for the listener, Reese demonstrated how it might work. <laughs> and you know what? Every listener with a penis is doing it right now, is trying <laughs> See if it works. And it does. See, as someone with children and and, oh, and, and a partner, terrible. can I just say 
Everyone's talking about how many wanks they've been having in this time of isolation. Not me, okay? Can I just say that? There's no time. Oh, you hear it. another human. <laughs> if only there were a fucking forum for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Question eight. This is going to be a boring chapter in my memoirs. Aaron. Yes, so, Aaron. Bruce. You are correct. Another point there for Aaron. Yep. Oh, Very I no, no memory of tweeting that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how boring it was. No, you're just like, well, oh, I don't remember that one. <laughs> Nina did a spin move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing my TikTok transitions. Oh. <laughs> but also my phone is very precariously balanced on a box. My brain is precariously balanced. <laughs> <sighs> my box is precariously balanced. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question nine. People always say 69, nice. But here are some things that are actually nice. A warm hug, a baby smile, the smell of morning rain after a night storm, sweet dreams, Hitting a big fat blunt and then licking my girlfriend's titty to help her nut. Sunsets. Aaron. I think I heard Tim first. Oh. Oh my god, I really thought it was Aaron. I'm gonna stick with it, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Nina Oyama there. I put there for Nina. Because <laughs> that was injected with quite a bit of um Kiwi style whimsy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're famous for? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was either Nina or Flight of the Concords. <laughs> so much better because it used to just be having sex with farmyard animals. So I'm glad it was just <laughs> done. Still that. It's still mostly that. That was the rest of the tweet, but I had to cut it short for the character limit. <laughs> Appreciate the discretion. Good judgment on what to eat it. And our last question for this round. Fuck it. I'm joining Scientology. You had your chance, Democratic Society. Nina. Rick. Yes, Nina. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, I thought it was... Oh, okay. Tim. You were <laughs> correct. It was Tim. Yes, point there. For uh-huh. Tim's got a good poker face. Like, whenever it's his, he, <laughs> yeah. he like has this very, like, it's not me face, and that's how you know. I'm really focused on the competitive element of this game, like, too much, I think. <laughs> well, when I read the scores out, Tim, I've got some bad news. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back to Scientology. Oh, what a... So funny. That's a hell of a clip. Hell of a clip. So funny. Listeners, <laughs> do you think that we're actually listening to it or not? <laughs> Does it sound real? Does it sound like we just listened to it? Let, let's let's do it. That was perfect, Cam. Let's do one more just, okay. for, just for safety. Yep. I'm going to put a laugh in there. Okay. And you can take it in or you can bump it up. It's up All to right. you. Okay. What a episode 200. What a clip. <laughs> so good. Oh, oh far that, out. That was great, Cam. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. That was great. All that right, cool. Great. Let me know. If you need <laughs> okay. me to do another one, I'm happy to no, do another one. No, I think we've one. got it. I think we've got it. I think that was good. That was good. Okay. I just episode. feel like I didn't do the most realistic laugh. Oh, look, I think, you know, the, the what the client's after is what, mm. you, what you're giving. So, yeah. Oh, like, okay. We are seeing other people, and uh, I know we oh, have to see okay. – uh, the client's also seeing women as well. So, just right. just so you know, that's also – you know, if so if you don't get it, it's not about your performance. It's just that oh, – Okay. I'll do yeah. it for free. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just – anyway, sorry, I'm nervous. Anyway, have a good day. I'll see okay. you guys later. Thanks. And... Don't forget your jacket. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, as an insider uh, for someone who auditions for things, the client is never going for me. No. 
I'm never I, what the client's looking for. Did you do any this year over over Zoom? Did you do any auditions? Oh, so many, so many auditions. I got one, which was a big one, thank God. But every single other one I went for, which are now all on TV, the casting director would always be like, I, I was pushing for you, mate. Yeah. I really was. <laughs> I did three and then I stopped. and went, oh, what am I doing this for? Two, I was down to, like, I had had a callback. Two of them went to Ben Russell. Great. So they're obviously looking for short, <laughs> short white dude. <laughs> and the other one, I don't think it even got made. It was this, they were like, oh, flying to New Zealand like in a week and it was for this car company. Oh, really? And it was almost like they said, oh, we want to do like Gadget Man, you know, the Richard AOYD yeah, show. Yep. We want that and we're going to do it about cars. And I got down, got, a, got to go back in and met with the director and they're like, yeah, we're shooting on Friday, so you know you'll you'll find out tomorrow. If you don't find out, that's yeah, we, we've gone with the other guy. And then I didn't find out, but then I haven't seen the ad anywhere, so I'm not even sure they made it. That's so annoying. That's the worst. Yeah. I got, yeah. I went up for one that was like eighty or ninety grand. Oh, and it's on TV now. It's for Meyer or something like that, and it's like a song. It's a guy singing a song written by uh, Stephen Gates from Tripod. Oh, Gates, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's his voice on the ad as well. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they not- made me learn the lyrics and shit, and I had to do callbacks, and so I know the song off by heart. <laughs> and then now when I see it on, I'm like, oh, I know this song, and then I'm like, oh, that's right, I nearly got ninety grand. Were they filming it in Sydney? Is that why Gatesy couldn't do it? That's so weird. <laughs> I like- don't know. I don't know. But I auditioned with my normal, with my actual voice. Like I had to learn the song and stuff. Yeah. Awful, so embarrassing to sing in f- over Zoom in front of like <laughs> seven different people and then not get it. It's so fun because I did an ad for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. This was like eight, nine years ago and written by Ben Birchall, who is a friend Mm. of mine. He wrote the ad. uh, He worked for Cleminger, which is a big ad company. And then he's a good singer. He was in the band Klinger. I don't know if you remember Klinger. Yeah. 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 So they were kind of like around in the early 2000s, kind of like this pop Mm. punk kind of band. And And I'm like, why... You're a better singer than me. Why don't you just sing it? And I went, oh, no, they don't get the, the talent to, like, the creative talent to, to do it. And I'm like, you guys are wasting your What's money. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but my the God. only person who picked up, oh, it might have been a few, but the only person who, like, picked up my voice when it was playing was Kyle Chandler, who, because oh, one, really? one of the lines was, let's get Sheffy. And he kept on just saying for about two years, hey, Josh, do you want to get Sheffy with me? So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we will always bully our friends for making money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Episode. Oh, episode nine on the countdown. So number nine on the countdown. Now mm. this one uh, was a flatmate special. Episode episode two hundred and twenty six with Celia Picola, Kelly Festuka, Catherine Allen, and Rose Bishop. Rose's first time on the show. Mm. Now this one almost didn't happen. I didn't have. Uh, two people lined up for that one. So almost had to cancel. And also at the same time had episode 227 as a backup. I was recording it that day with the guys from Sands Pants Radio. So God. sitting on one for a week, it was the best. But this episode with Celia, Kelly, Catherine and Rose, I'm going to play it. Uh, and this is the good thing about this episode because they live together. They're so comfortable with each other. means I didn't have to like warm them up at all. Everyone knew each other very well. And so what we're going to do now is listen to a new round. It was called Rent the Musical The Round. And it's about Rose Bishop when she was living in Perth. 
So here is, from episode 226, Sila Vicola, Kelly Festuka, Catherine Allen and Rose Bishop. All right, this round. It's called Rent the Round. Now, you've heard of Rent the Musical. <laughs> this one is called Rent the Round. New round, same rules. Now, for a brief time, Rose here lived in Fremantle. But what did her flatmate do for a job and what caused Rose to move out? Was it A, her flatmate was a noise therapist and used their lounge room during office hours as her therapy room. One day a client came over for some therapy and the woman put a bowl on her stomach and made it vibrate. The vibrations made the woman lose control of her bowels and the therapist slash roommate didn't clean all of it up. Rose knows this because as she was sitting eating dinner, she could smell and then see shit sprayed all over the carpet. That's A. (laughs) B. Her flatmate was an energy healer and always wanted to offer Rose some vortex alignment. One day, Rose got back home and the woman had made a circle on the floor of Rose's room out of Rose's clothes and left a half tub of yogurt with a spoon in it right in the middle of the circle, as if this woman was doing some crazy dairy-based ritual. That's B. (laughs) Or C, the woman was an artist and and life model and would often ask Rose to pose for her. Rose would always politely decline... But one day, Rose was looking for a top of hers and thought maybe it had been put in her room by mistake as Rose knew she had washed it. When she walked in the flatmate's room, she saw a bunch of drawings of Rose naked. When she confronted the flatmate, the woman didn't see what the big deal was and just said, I wasn't peeking through the keyhole, I just did it from my own imagination. But because the pictures were so accurate, Rose is now convinced that the woman was peeking through the keyhole. Oh my goodness. One of these is real. You can ask Rose as many questions as you can. Bear in mind, she wants you to get it wrong, so she gets your point. Can the I just is, say, floor is open I, questions. I am stealing all of those as Rose Haven episodes. <laughs> yeah. Josh, okay, go we're for it. We've been for four seasons. Oh, I've got, I, I'm not good at maths, but I've been renting since I was 18. I'm 35. I've got some fucking that stories. That is incredible. All of those stories. Yeah. Was it the noise therapist with the shit, the energy healer with the yogurt, or the artist with, with the nude drawings of you? What happened with the yogurt again? A uh, tub of yogurt in the middle of a rug in the, on the floor. I'd gone away for a folk festival for the weekend and came back and, uh, yeah, I'd left the, like, clothes everywhere on the floor, but there was, like, a distinct circle had been formed out of the, like, by clearing the clothes into a circle and there was a tub of um, of yogurt with a spoon stuck in it on the rug. <laughs> um, I don't understand. Why? Uh, well, that was my question, Yeah. <laughs> okay right was it was that her was that her healing thing um i mean just eating a snack while healing i look yeah (laughs) like healing is exhausting yeah i i I don't know my feeling was and i didn't want this confirmed was that she did think that there was something like spiritually wrong with me and then it was some kind of like attempt to like i don't know like some people burn sage, others she, eat She thought, oh, I th- I'm getting a, f- a feeling that you might have thrush, so I'm going to do this ritual with some yoghurt. And, uh, no? Okay, too far. All Can right, I ask uh, with, the nu- with, the, ah. with the nude model, if you think that she did peek on you to draw it, would that have been possible? Like how? when could she have been spying on seeing mm. you naked? Well, it did seem plausible because it was an old – like this was an old house in Fremantle. She owned it and um, – uh, and I was just oh. subletting a room off her, just like week to week. I worked in a pub across the road and it was like an, an old rickety house, like kind of cute from the outside, but then very shitty once you sort of looked closer and it had like big old fashioned keyholes, like for those big fat keys. So like you could properly see through them. Right. 
But are you a nude person? Like, if I'm oh, not yes. in the shower, I'm not nude. I'm nude for less than 0.1 second. Catherine, am I, uh, do, do I like to wear clothes around the flat? Uh, yeah, this is why the cat's always over. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that joke meant. I don't know what that meant. I, don't I miss comedy. Everyone knows cats love butts. I have, uh, no, yeah, Rose, Rose likes to get her titties out. I can't say I've ever thought I'd like to draw <laughs> those. How dare um, you? But, Catherine, I assume you know this. Is that why you're quiet? Do you know? This is if this is a story. If one of these three stories is something you don't know, that's sure. If Catherine does, I don't know them. (gasps) I I genuinely never heard any of these stories, but I am leaning towards one in particular because it just feels so Rose. (laughs) I'm gonna say it feels like someone that Rose would be like, yes, I will live with you. Rose has very interesting taste in housemates. Yeah, I I um I gave Josh a bunch of. A bunch of stories to choose from and none of them were any less weird than this yeah, I got lots. They'll, they'll come up later i'd believe until the shitting is that that's that's too much i'm gonna say yogurt i'm going at energy so, and yogurt. So i mean fair in be... fair in mind that the that the woman in question was uh, like the woman who was renting the house was relatively normal pretty clean living but her clients like a lot of them just sort of had a slightly messy vibe like you know those sort of like kind of Perth hippies, you know, that particular kind of Perth hippie that's just like real yuck. Mm, yeah. <laughs> all right, they're and all Perth, true. Per- Perth listeners will be very angry that you said Fremantle is Perth. Fremantle's its own thing. Uh, yeah, I learned that I've out earlier that. this year when I <laughs> did shows in Fremantle and saying, hey, I'm I was to born Perth. in Fremantle, like, no. so I, I was born there. I'm allowed to say whatever I like about it. All at WA. I don't want to be Fremantle. I don't want to be Australia. <laughs> Jesus, just yeah. do your input. Kelly, what do you think? Uh, a, B, or C? I think it's the. I think so. I think it's a. I. Th- I. I feel like the noise. It therapist. sounds like a very Fremantle thing to do for someone to shit on your floor <laughs> and you just don't clean it up properly and it's warm and it'll get too warm, too quick, and then the stench is just palpable. And uh, Catherine, what do you think? So I don't think it's a because there was a detail in that story where I immediately went, Rose would never do that, and that was sit in the living room and eat dinner. Because Rose doesn't eat at normal hours. Rose will have dinner. Oh yeah, because she's a bird. Like three o'clock yeah. in the morning. In bed, like. Um, <laughs> and then I don't think it's C because I think if Rose was living with someone who said, "Hey, can I do a life drawing of you?" that Rose would be like, "Sure, why not?" So oh. I'm going with B. You are correct. Yes, Yay! it was B. A point there for Celia. A point for Catherine. And one point for Rose. There you go. What what a, <laughs> what a clip. <laughs> now. In that episode, can I just say, in that clip you just heard, mm. Celia says something that actually made me get a bit frustrated because <laughs> she said she was stealing all of these for Rosehaven and then she said, where have you been, Josh? And I'm like, Celia, you know where I've been. I've been doing a <laughs> podcast for five years, writing stories like this every single week. Put me on the show. I'm from Tasmania. <laughs> I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. Get me in there. I could easily write. Stories for Rosehaven. I grew up around the town that you're talking about. Oh, God. Infuri- anyway. oh, that's what I found out. There was a show about Newcastle that got made last year or something. Sarah Kendall's. Sarah Kendall's show. Loved it, by the way. But I was um, talking to people about Newcastle for years and everyone was like, ah, no one gives a shit about Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah Kendall comes along and makes it infuriating. Yeah. It's, uh, that's why like when like people like Hannah... Uh, and Luke talk about Tassie. Mm. Like, Hannah's experience, she was kind of similar to my experience, but Luke was in, like, Hobart where it's really nice. Like, 
What are you yeah. worried about? You went to a private school, mate. You're fine. Do you like, know what I think we, the real thing here that we should all be thinking about is that, you know, jobs and opportunities are being taken away from straight white men like us. <laughs> <laughs> we should really be getting more opportunities yeah. in this industry. I hate it when, like, more talented, successful people take the opportunities <laughs> that I feel are rightfully mine. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> have, hey, have you considered doing a housemate special with your family? Uh, no, just the family. Just oh, my lovely, lovely family. Mm, like we, who we, you we, love and adore. Would, well, yes. Uh, someone did suggest my brothers. My brothers oh, come wow. on. Wow! And I, the I put it. Earl. I put it to them, and Jason was like, "I'd be shit. I don't want to do your show. I don't like talking." <laughs> so I'm like, "Yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah, that is true. So, not gonna happen." Are you Mate. the only person in your family that has um, showbiz bones? Apart from your auntie was a, a an actor, right? My aunt, theater actor. My auntie, yes. She uh, the first time I ever saw Grease the musical was in a uh, Bernie Players production that my auntie <laughs> yeah. played played Rizzo, uh, <laughs> yeah. and her ex husband played uh, whoever not not the main not the John Travolta character. Uh Kaniki. But yeah, one of the main ones. Right, okay. Ex-husband, yeah. at the Ex- time, were they exes or were they together? They were engaged. That's sexy. Because yeah. Rizzo and Kaniki hook up, so they probably hooked up in the play. Yeah. Well, she, her um, her flatmate during uni was uh, this guy's sister. Oh, and that's how, right. And that's how they met. Yeah. But they're, you know, they, they met, they got engaged, and then every night they'd actually fuck on stage in Grease the Musical. <laughs> and that's exciting. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's episode eight now. Episode eight in the countdown. Mm. It's the first of the live stream shows to make the, make the list. Oh God, so, I'm so nervous. I really hope it's my one. So, I'm going to play a clip. and it's, uh, So, for a lot of listeners, this will be the first time they're hearing this. So, this is... Live stream number 10 with Will Anderson, Gareth Reynolds, Cal Wilson, and Steph Tisdale. First time Steph been on the show. Yeah. You're shaking your head, Cam. You're not happy. Not happy about this. Not happy. Not happy. I really thought for a second that was going to be the one I was on. Well, there's been three episodes so far, and you're, <coughs> you, you're not in any of the list. I haven't appeared in any of them. But maybe that's good. Maybe, maybe you're high. Maybe you're <laughs> way up in the list. <laughs> Imagine if you take out one, two, and three. Holy shit. I mean, I'd probably um, quit. I'd quit comedy. <laughs> I'd move but, to Tasmania, try and get a job on Rosehaven. But the fans would want you back. They'd do, I'd right. get it all the time. But I'd go, hey, I'd when, come back. When, when's Cam James coming back on? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good lineup. Great lineup. Uh, so, Steph had never done this podcast before. Th- this episode quickly devolved into the Steph Tisdale. Mr. Tisdale show. Her dad is prevalent in pretty much every story, which <laughs> I didn't realize when I was writing the show. It just kind of came up. And then a few times she says, oh, my dad did a similar thing. And so Ugh. all these shows, by the way, are still on sale. If you're listening to this, the week this comes out, you can get and them. And they're reasonably priced as yeah, well. It's five bucks a show. Five bucks a show. You can get it for, if it's too late for Christmas, get it for someone for a new year's present. Yeah. And, and on December 31, they disappear. Never to be sold again, but you can own them and access them whenever you want. 
They're that's, yours. That's true. Yep. yep. So get in quick and have a bloody laugh. Oh, it's just a fun time in these unprecedented times. This was something that just <laughs> some comfort. You know, we didn't know what was happening. And we we just still don't know what's happening. Our creature comforts of just funny just people podcasts, talking funny people. about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> or their dads. Or, yeah, their dads. So this clip we're going to do is the final round. It was the final of the live streams. I should also point out while we're doing this, uh, uh, Evan and Emma and Beck at Stupid Old Studios were so great in getting all this up and running and making it run super, super smoothly. And it seemed like at the start, we didn't know how it was going to go. So mm. we're only going to do two. And then the people, the people came. They wanted more. They You've got to give them what they want, man. So we doubled it. We said, all right, we'll do two more. Then we had like four weeks break. And then we did six more. And ended perfectly with when our big stage four lockdown happened for 121 days. And so if we put it even one week later, the last one wouldn't have happened. So good timing on stupid old. That's serendipity. Yeah. That's destiny. It's almost like I set off stage four. I went around just... It's kind of like that. Yeah. That's a nice conspiracy theory we can start. Licking railings and then going into supermarkets (laughs) and just shaking hands. (laughs) So... Live stream number 10, Will Anderson, Gareth Reynolds, Cal Wilson, Steph Tisdale. This is the final round. This round is called Hoo Hoo, Hoo Hoo. In this round, I'll read out 10 questions about all four of you. If you think you know who it's about, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right, a point off if you get it wrong. On your round, you can lose points. It's anyone's game. Here we go. Can't buzz in for your own ones. Otherwise, I'll call you a dead shit. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Question one. Who here found someone stealing wood from their house just the other day? Cal. Yes, Cal. Will Anderson. You are correct. Yes, a point there for Cal Wilson. Yes. What'd you do, Will? true. Like, well, so I literally busted him. There's this pile of wood and he goes, oh, I thought someone had thrown it out. Like, it's a pile of, like, wood, man. Like, like no one's put out a tree for hard rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Like, just chop it up, mate. Leave it on the side. I assume this is recycling or something, is it? No. It's not, I've mate. told this on the podcast before. My grandmother once was adamant that someone was stealing her wood. She had, like, three sheds full of wood. She had wood all year round. She was obsessed with burning a fire. In the middle of summer, she would have a fire going the whole time. And once I remember uh-huh. saying, can you please, like, it's too hot in here, Grandma. And she said, I'll put a piece of wood on the fire to cool it down because the flames are <laughs> But she was adamant that someone was, gonna, was stealing her wood. And so she got me, my brothers, and my cousins, were all about, like, 10 to 13, to go out there and booby trap her sheds with fishing wire and, like, mouse traps and all this kind of stuff. And it was a real bonding experience. We're all, we're all going, I think grandma's lost it. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> what she wanted to do, this is the big thing, she wanted to drill a hole in a piece of wood and fill it with gunpowder. And then she would know if someone stole her wood because their chimney would blow up. Oh, shit. We, we what? talked her out of it. That yeah, we what? Doing that. Yeah. My dad, similar. my dad used to do something similar with my mum's cigarettes. He'd get matches and he'd take the tops off the matches. And I, I don't even know how often he did it. It scared the shit out of my mum. And he'd like take a little bit of tobacco out of the top and then put the top of the matchsticks in there and put the tobacco back on. And mum would, like, <laughs> would light up a cigarette and then he'd just be like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Steph, can I tell you something? If I had to build a profile on your father, I wouldn't know where to start. I don't know which He's way to so start. I mean, just one minute he's booby trapping people's faces. Very loved one. Yeah, he's letting letting people die on ski lifts. He's trying to light people on fire. He can't take a two cock joke. Who is this man? (laughs) He's like a nutty professor type. He's a genius. (laughs) Oh, that that helps. (laughs) Oh, you mean, oh, not, I thought you meant like the movie. (laughs) I was like, oh, that sounds very tough. Next question. Who here once lied and told their lecturer they had to wear a heart monitor for a week so they couldn't come into class? Steph. Yes, Steph. Would that be Gareth? You are correct. Yeah, these Gareth Reynolds did that. Yeah. (laughs) I have not responded well to school. What was your what were you saying? It was it was like it was like Greek literature or something like that, where I was like, this has no bearing in any way on anything I want to do. And you could miss three classes a semester. And I'd missed my three classes. And I just couldn't handle it. And I just told them, I'm like, hey, I can't come in next week because I have to wear like a heart monitor and it's this whole kit. And I just am embarrassed. And he was like, oh, you don't have to come in. I was like, great. And um, yeah, and I totally lied. And I'm a good person. So, but next. you don't know how the the play the frogs ends. So, what are you going to do? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll live. Ow! Question three: Who here was once bitten by a scorpion? Who's been bitten by a scorpion? Uh, Gareth. Uh, I heard Cal first. Steph. You are correct. Yes, a point there for Cal Wilson. Yes. Whereabouts, Steph? As in, like, what what country? Uh, I was in Tanzania. Um, we were staying in a Maasai village and I was living in this like little, just I had this shitty little bed and it was in my bed and it bit me on, like stung me oh. on my back. And I woke up in the morning and I went, uh, what the hell? And I saw this tiny scorpion and I went in and spoke to the, <laughs> to the like caretaker things there. And I was like, this scorpion bit me on my back. And they were like, ah, it's okay. It's only a baby. They're only poisonous when they're older. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't like that at all. I, I freaked out really big time. Like I panicked all day. Were you just fine. like traveling through or were you living there? Uh, sort of, yeah. Well, I, like I say living because we were like we like we were staying there for about three months at a time yeah. and like, you know, there's no cities around. So you, yeah. Um, my mum has an international aid organisation called Bridget Water um, and so since I was about 16, every six to 12 months we'd go on a big trip um, and install water systems in developing countries. Little known fact. Awesome. There you go. Great. Yeah. Wow. It only cost you. I, a, I think a that's story. a nah. I don't believe it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing that part. Of it. Look it up. <laughs> Bridget sorry. Water Foundation. Donate now. <laughs> Question four Who stole the writer of the band The Darkness? Uh, Steph. Yes, Steph. Garrett. Will. Yes, you are correct. It was Will Anderson. Yes. <laughs> Will believes in a thing called a sharing. No, well, they had gone. To be fair, they had gone for the day. We were waiting in their in their change room to interview the Strokes, and um, they they were running a bit late. And the darkness had already left, so it was just the stuff that was left there that yeah. was going to get what go, go back to the company that paid for it all or something. Yeah. So instead, I stole it. But we'd been having a pretty big day, so um, I'd forgotten that I'd stolen it. So the next morning when we like were opening our equipment at work to put together the recordings, 
we found all these bottles of like Jack Daniels and vodka and stuff. And I was like, where did this come from? And Adam was like, yeah, you, you stole that last night from the darkness. <laughs> and you were like, awesome. you mean of my soul? No, no, the band, the band. <laughs> Next question. Who, while playing basketball, had a dog come up and bite a chunk out of their ass? Steph. Oh, Will. Steph. Would that be Gareth? You are correct. It is Gareth again, yes. But I didn't tell you that this time, Josh. No, That's you told some... me last time, but I didn't use it. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's true. Uh, one time I was, it's a, a very long story short, I, it was when there was a writer's strike, and so we were shooting this weird thing, and I'd already broken, really badly broken my pinky finger that day and hadn't gone to the doctor. And then so my oh, friends were playing basketball. I, I, it's, it's a tough Hollywood story. And then so my friends were playing basketball, and I couldn't play, so I was watching them like a kid with a broken arm during summer, like, I wish I could play. And then they went inside, and then so I was like dribbling a little bit, and there was this dog, and this dog kind of came up to me, and I was like, I'm playing with this dog. And as I was boxing the dog out, it just bit my ass so hard. And the first thing I did, as you do, is you put your hand to check, and I was, I was like, oh, my God, my ass is bleeding. And my ass was bleeding. And uh, and then I went in and people were like, how's the finger? And I was like, finger's okay. So my ass has blood coming out of it now. And everyone was like, good, 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 good. Well, you did present to a dog, okay? You shouldn't be boxing out a dog. Like, you just... Josh, I listen. I'm sorry. If you want to get to the hole, you box out the dog. I mean, that's how. You, yeah, that's that's what the dog said. To sorry. Me. Okay. Uh, Gosh, don't do that. <laughs> All right. Next question. Whose family? Oh no. Who recently did a Zoom gig to six people in a boardroom, and everyone in the boardroom was wearing masks? Will Gareth? Yes, Will. Uh, Cal Wilson. You are correct. A point there for Will. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, what a great gig! It was yeah. <laughs> well, it was amazing. It was um, it was to eighty people actually all across Asia. But I was stuck on the view of one boardroom, and <laughs> I didn't know whether any of my kind of cultural references were going to land. Like I don't know if Taiwan really got into banana bread over lockdown. Like it was sort of this weird thing. And so I only had six people that I could get reactions off, and they were all wearing masks. And I was like. This is like someone has designed uh, the perfect comedian's nightmare. Like just the perfect uh, nightmare. It could only have been worse if I'd forgotten to put a top on. Like that's yeah. the only thing that could have made it any worse. <laughs> and then at the end, I didn't know how to get out because someone else was in control of the Zoom and I had to end it with, can someone turn it off? I don't know how to leave. <laughs> that, wait, that is the best way to leave stage ever. I'm going to start yeah. saying that when I close. <laughs> can someone make it end and turn it off? <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright next question whose family still give them grief because one Christmas they asked for an anus Gareth yes Gareth Steph yes you are correct yes a point there for Gareth yes can I explain so I like that? Steph's poker face yeah. doing that too no you cannot You're not please allowed. don't explain don't explain that's enough that'll be enough <laughs> alright <laughs> All right, we'll move on, okay. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, go for no, it. No, no, I'm curious. My favourite singer when I was young was Christine Arnoux. Um, 
And I, like, I was like her biggest fan. And I wrote a list for Santa to ask for her new album. Sorry that I didn't know how to use apostrophes. And I wrote Christine Anus album. And I cop shit about this all the time. Which is only made worse by the fact that she has recently started, like, having me, like, co-host regularly with her her radio show. Um, and last time I told my dad I was doing it, and he fucking called in. And then he was like, Steph was your biggest fan. One time she asked for your CD and forgot to give me a poster. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, Dad. The, the, the story within the show is the evolution of your father because, again, another curveball. Good stuff. Very good, good stuff. Very funny stuff. I think maybe Mr. Tisdale came up in that in yes. that round. Also, Gareth was doing it. It was like two in the morning where he was. These Americans, man, they really they committed to this show. I it's been great. So the like this is the one thing about the whole lo- world going into lockdown. I've had access to like American comedians who n- wouldn't normally do mm. it. So John Gabrus was the big one that <coughs> I uh, I really oh, like yeah. doing it. He's so funny. So great. And also uh, said yes straight away. It was almost like he had nothing else to do. <laughs> had you met him before? Never met him. Just hit Just him up. reached out. Hit him up on Twitter in the DMs and said, hey, I do this. These are the people who have done it before. Big fan mm. of your work on Comedy Bang Bang. Would you like to do it? And he wrote back going, yeah, sure. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, maybe next time there's a huge lockdown you could reach even higher than like podcast fame and get like Brad Pitt, well, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Someone who was in and then pulled out, but he's going to do it early next year, is Darren Hayes from the band Savage Garden. I fucking love Darren Hayes. Which I think <clears throat> for stories will be very good. Like the fact the guy at one stage of his life was in the biggest band in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. they were like, um, they were just like Queenslanders. They yeah. just hadn't really done any live shows or anything before, and then they just blew up real quick. Yeah. Became international pop stars. They'd been turned down by like four or five labels beforehand, and then someone. So, just went, oh, I, right, I yeah. love Savage Garden. They're so good. Those songs are amazing, and he's really funny. He yeah. um, very randomly followed me on Twitter about a year ago because he saw like a junkie video or something that I was in. Yeah. And then every now and then just replies to a tweet. And then I always get very excited and reply again. And then he doesn't reply to that. Well, the way I met him was uh, Tony Abbott came out and said that his favorite band was Savage Garden. Great. And I put a tweet out saying not even the members of Savage Garden like Savage Garden. Because I heard they had a big falling out and they didn't (laughs) like each other. And someone asked Aaron Hayes, if he'd get the band back together. And he said, I'd rather have Root Canal. So I assumed he didn't like the band anymore. And he wrote, he quoted my tweet and said, I fucking love my band. I'm really proud of what we did. And I was wrote back, oh, oh I'm so God. sorry. I thought My that, heart would have been racing. Yeah. And I, I then he followed me and I we sorted out in the DMs. But uh, Steel Saunders of I Love Green Guy Letters fame ran with it and got him on his podcast and was like, oh, let's talk about your beef with Josh Earl. And he's like, Josh... Is it the is that the gay comic from Australia with the TV show? And I was like, no, that's Josh Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so it really stuck in his mind. Beef. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I hope you get to do another uh, one with him. He'd be so much fun. Yeah, it should be good. All right, number seven on the countdown, episode one hundred and ninety-eight. 
Does it ring any bells to your cam? I, uh, I wish I could say yes, but Let, numbers, I'm, I've always been bad at maths. It was the very first one where I didn't have the people in the room. It was over Skype. Whoa. The lineup was <laughs> Becky Lucas, <laughs> Nat Tran, Alexi Toliopoulos, and a young Cameron James. Yes! Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> Finally, <laughs> some representation. <laughs> so this was the very first... Things are locked down. We don't know what's happening. Everyone across mm. the country was kind of going, all right, let's just stay home. Everyone was washing their hands a lot. Everyone's oh, yeah. hands were dry. We I were think making people... so many jokes about washing hands. It was like, yeah. oh, 20 seconds. You ought to sing happy birthday twice. Are you, still, are you still doing the washing hands as, as strict? I haven't washed my hands since March. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what this, uh, this episode was a game changer in my life personally because uh we were doing it over skype my skype kept dropping out yeah my my shitty computer kept crashing and a week after this episode i was so frustrated by the process i went out and bought a new computer yeah bought a new macbook i i bought a new computer during this lockdown as well just because my edit it was fine doing camera stuff like doing Mm. zoom but to edit it would always have that spinning Ugh. wheel of death and it will take like three hours to edit a single episode and i was like this nightmare. is too much i yep. also bought i'm gonna make a confession i also bought a ring light oh me too i've got one i'm using it right now you're using oh you look fantastic i haven't got Thank mine you. on thanks but i i used it for one of your live stream ones um yeah we we just had to go full tech this yeah this year I, just become tech guys i've got i've got two mics I'm using right now one for the computer and one for my zoom. this is the other thing which has been really frustrating because what I record the podcast on is a zoom h6 mm. but also what I use to talk to people is the app zoom and so when you're telling people hey do you have a zoom recorder mm. try to do this everyone's like yeah yeah I, I've got zoom and you're like no a zoom recorder or something you can record and that's that's been the big thing this one I think sounded fine I think everyone was professional podcasters or had the equipment so everyone could send me their stuff afterwards but uh, yeah i think i remember alexi and i were pretty on top of recording things yeah but um i mean i can't speak on behalf of becky lucas i have no idea what her actual skill set is when when she did the live stream she was on holiday she was at a beach house and just went (laughs) off right sitting in a dark room (laughs) yes Yeah, <laughs> she. But think, I think this one she had her own had her own microphone, and Nat had everything because she that's yeah that's her job. She's a she, professional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is good, and I didn't know if you guys knew Nat that well, but it seemed like you did. I I didn't. I don't think I'd ever spoken oh, to okay. her before, but she was very fun to get along with. That she's was so an funny. Easy, an easy chat. Yeah, yeah. She only does the show. She's done the show twice now. One a live mm. show, one on this. I've never like done just a studio one with her, but yeah. She's very cool. So what we're going to play now is the opening round. Now, listeners, bear in mind that we didn't know what COVID really was. So we're still making some jokes. I think Cam makes a joke about how it started. (laughs) Do I? I think you say that you've just fucked a bat. (laughs) That's not bad. That's not bad. I might bring that back. (laughs) So here is episode... 198, your number seventh on the top ten list of Don't You Know Hams for the year with Becky Lucas, Cam James, Nat Tran and Alexi Toliopoulos. Our first question is this. Hi, Dr. Carl. 
I ate out a bat's pussy a month <laughs> ago. It. Is that how corona spreads? She came if that helps. <laughs> yes, Becky. Um, it's Cameron. You are correct, yes. Point there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that started the, uh, <laughs> What's the retweets to likes ratio <laughs> on something like that? It's picked up at the moment. It got uh, it got a little boost after I had a tantrum that no, no one was retweeting it. But uh, yeah, like all like all tweets of mine, they're high stakes, high risk, <laughs> and medium rewards. Doesn't don't bats eat and like they piss shit every like vomit out of the one hole? So when you that oh, out, you also um, gave it a rim job. <laughs> You also kissed it, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bases one, two, and three, all in one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, question two. Before you tweet mean shit about coronavirus, just know that he searches his name Cameron. on Twitter, so just be warned. Yes, Cameron? That is Becky Lucas. You are correct. A point there for Cameron James, <laughs> yes. He, yeah, he does. He searches <laughs> Pathetic. Question three. Imagine if you spoke to people like airlines do on a plane. Thanks so much, everyone, for coming over for dinner tonight. I'd also like to say a special thank you to my richer friends for coming back to dinner. Alexi. Yes, Alexi. Nat? Yes, you are correct. There's a point there for Alexi. That was Nat, yes. That is, it's way too, like, actually funny. (laughs) It's not. It's not. I really regret not having a... Eating out of bat. I was like, this isn't funny. <laughs> no, this is no eating a bat out tweet. No, yours is like a real joke that's actually clever and smart. Yeah, you wrote about it. You didn't have like one intrusive thought like the rest of us or you had to spit it out into the world. <laughs> it is amazing that they do that though. That They just go, yep, yeah, we're going to thank everyone, but we're going to thank the people in the front twice. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't deserve rich. them, man. Yeah. <laughs> they deserve it? Why do they deserve yeah. it? What they're doing the best they can, you know, sitting at the front, stretching their legs out. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's first dude, I just have respect dummy. for every single person on this earth, dude. Oh. Alexi's a capitalist pig. Yeah. Okay, no, dude. I'm not a capitalist pig. I've got communist blood, okay? <laughs> Ooh, where do you keep it? In yeah, a freaking jar, you fucking monster? Uh, in my freaking veins, dude, and there it shall <laughs> remain. As I always say, I have communist blood and I'm happy to have some capitalist pig in my tummy. That's something I always say. Oh, Wait a second. Okay, dude, that's something that I say, dude, not you. <laughs> Look it up online, search my name I'm plus communist sure blood and you'll freaking find it attached to me saying it, okay? <laughs> that's the next tweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Anyone who was stressed out watching Uncut Gems needs to check out Billy Madison. This guy has to graduate from kinder to high school in 24 weeks and he makes so many stupid decisions. Yes, Alexi. That's Mr. Cameron You are correct, yes. A point there for Alexi, yes. That is me. I got so upset with people saying they were stressed out by that movie. It's like, haven't you ever seen any fucking movie ever? So many things happen and... Bad decisions are made, and that's what makes it exciting as a cinema goer. It is a or great film. I really like it when everything you. goes along smoothly <laughs> oh, yeah. in a movie. Oh. Like I, saw, I used to stop watching the Titanic when it ran into the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when the movie starts. 
That's the inciting incident. (laughs) It happens 10 seconds into the movie. (laughs) (laughs) What's the. I just like it when everyone's having a good time and falling in love. What's the NWA biopic? What's that one called? Straight Straight out of Compton. Compton. I watched that on a. I only watched. I only watched till like their first single went big. Yeah, I watched it on a flight and I got to that point and it ended because we landed. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a great film. These guys, these friends got big and their manager was really supportive. It was really great. Yeah, but I, watched it, uh, I watched it up until they said what the N stands for. <laughs> and I was like, I got to get out of here. This is too much for me. When Cameron and I recorded a podcast reviewing that movie, I got really scared and edited out all references to Shug Knight because I was worried that he'd find us and kill us. That's true. Alexi freaked out that Shug Knight was listening to independent podcasts from Australia where two guys badmouth him. Question five. The dominant form of humour currently is saying that a woman's name is Karen. Oh, Cameron. Yes, Cameron. Is that Nats? No, that is Alexi. A point there for Alexi. I just oh laughed really loudly at that. Why would I laugh at my own dream? Because you're a narcissist. <laughs> um, Alexi, that is very true. That's very true. Yeah. Why do you think I'm that is? It's all about analyzing what comedy traits are going right now, what kind of humor is trending. I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff. Currently, Karen humor is the top tier. We used to have stocks put in to humor involving carry the two and stuff like that, where you're doing math in your head and say carry the two out loud. That is not going well right now. It is currently Karen humor top tier. Invest in Karen humor. Random humor is coming back, Alexi. Uh, I'm holding up my spork right now, Becky. <laughs> you must be happy, Becky, that Karen's taken the head off the name Becky. Yeah, big time. Because my wife's a Beck. But it always bounces between the two. Yeah. yeah. Real white name. <laughs> Question six. This one's a bit of an act out. Friend, how can you expect anybody to like you if you don't like yourself? Me, because I'm extremely good at pretending. See this smile? Fake as shit. <laughs> Cameron. Yes, Cameron. Is that Nat? You are correct. There's another point there for Cameron, yes. I don't, I don't like this segment. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> you're the one that has actually good tweets. Yes. Yeah, you're so good. Mine no, are all going to be I'm so, I'm so internally angry. I'm not, even in the, I'm not even in the comedy bubble where I know that things like Karen are, like, are trending and stuff or like the carry the two. I'm like, shit, here I am just on the outskirts of like fucking, I'm in oblivion, not even knowing the trends that are going on right now. Now you've got to hire you've me got... as your statistician. I will look up what the oh, trends are. I will offer them to you. Thank you. All right, question seven. There is a group of cool, hot teens next to me being so loud and rude, I suspect laughing at me. I'm this close to going over there and asking them if they need me to buy them booze. (laughs) Alexi. Yes, Alexi. I will say that's Becky. You are correct. Another point there for Alexi. Yes. very well. Because he knows I always try and suck up to teens and young people. She's intimidated by teens. You scared of them on the bus? (laughs) No, but I want them to really like me. I think they're, they're in their, their like safe place on the bus. They are like, they can cut anyone down on the bus. Yeah. My safe place is probably like Starbucks. Yeah. Mm. Supporting the little man. <laughs> All right. Question I like eight. comedy clubs. 
<laughs> being on stage and stuff. Oh, <laughs> I've got some bad news for you, Cam. Um, <laughs> all right, question eight. In first grade, I missed the day I guess we all learned how to spell. The teacher asked us all what words we didn't know how to spell yet. Kids were saying Cameron. octopus and shit like that, and I said of. And the teacher said, <laughs> O-F, honey, always five seconds from getting to the front of my thoughts. Yes, Cameron. <laughs> That's Alexi. That is your and good friend, Alexi. Yes. You are so stupid, Alexi. How did okay. you? How old were you when you didn't know how to spell of? Dude, I was like sixteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like six. Yeah, I was six years old. I didn't know. I did. I was basically ESL. Okay. English mm. sick well, language. Okay, so. <laughs> Extra stupid loser. <laughs> okay, dude. That's awesome. I feel cool being being part of this conversation right now. That's all I care about, the attention. Whether it be bullying or otherwise, I like it. All right, question nine. Sorry, but whenever I see something about platypuses being on the brink of extinction, I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> uh, Cameron? Yes, Cameron. Is that Becky? Yes, you are correct. Your point there for Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I knew that because she was the only one who didn't laugh at that. <laughs> so I used powers of deduction. <laughs> I used lie to me techniques to figure out that she was the one. <laughs> <laughs> it is That's... funny, but it's more just true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and our last question for the round. If you're starting to work from home, I can tell you from several years' experience that you're going to start getting a lot uglier very quickly. <laughs> Becky. Yes, Becky. Nah. You are correct. Yes, a point there for Becky, yes. It's so true. I've, I've gone to seed. <laughs> My hair's a fucking rat's nest. Hey. It, lo- it looks fine. On oh, Actually, now when you do that, no, it's fine. Like. I think you look great. Sun-kissed and beautiful. Thanks, Nat. All right. I think the boys look hot on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. fellas, looking beautiful, boys. Are you guys all horny for me? (laughs) Um, We could be the next S Club Seven, like you are for teenagers. (laughs) How does it feel listening back to yourself, Cam? It feels amazing. I feel like who is that guy? I've grown so much in the last few months. You were taking notes and everything. You were yeah. so strange. I'm just, you see the difference in you, who you are as a person, your maturity, and also the gear. Like I can hear a technical difference in who I am now versus who I were back then. Yeah. You're like Australia's Mike Babiglia. You're just doing your <laughs> Big same. time. Do you ever listen, have you ever listened to his podcast, the uh, working uh, it out I listen podcast. to a couple of episodes. Listen to a I, couple. I really like it, but I find it so strange that he's like just doing his gear for a show that he's going to do. I'm like, aren't you just birding this now? Aren't all the people who like you going to listen to your very podcast? Strange. <laughs> very strange. Very like, strange. The amount of stand-up that people are putting out there at the moment. It's like, yeah. you can't use any of this again now. Like his whole show about swimming at the YMCA pool. Mm. It's like... I could pretty much do it. I listen to every episode. I could do your, your bits now, Mike. Like, um, <laughs> you got to leave some for the actual show. Hey, did you hear? Apparently, Louis C.K. Is, um, has given permission for people to steal his bits. <laughs> Which bit are you going to take? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've been stealing some of his offstage behavior, I'll tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently he's like, hey, anyone who wants to take my stuff, you can take it because I obviously can't do anything with it anymore. My career's over. 
I mean, that's awesome. That's imagine being that good at comedy that you just give it away. But so you can't get up there and do Louis C.K.'s bits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people you could if you were like just out in fucking nowhere. You could yeah. jump up and do like, oh, so I got two daughters and <laughs> they're both assholes. I've been packing the car for a holiday. My holiday is walking from getting oh, them yeah. strapped in. That's my holiday. That's a good bit. Yeah. Jerry loves it. Jerry Seinfeld loves it on the talking comedy. <laughs> oh, that's a good, don't you know who I am? You could reunite talking comedy. Oh, Ricky Gervais, mm. uh, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Louis C.K. Fuck. What a dream team, man. Get, Ricky, get Ricky Gervais and Louis dropping the N-bomb again like they did on that <laughs> HBO thing. <laughs> that was so wild in that time where everyone was like, you know, when the it was a, it seemed to be every month there was a debate on can you make rape jokes? Are rape jokes yeah. funny? Mm. And then that always show <laughs> Louis C.K.'s been on, this is how you do it properly. And his joke was just, yeah, you should never rape unless you want to have sex with them and they won't have sex with you. And it's like, yeah. I I don't understand how... That got the pass. No, it's just like, because he was cool at the time. Like, yeah. he could do anything. Another big thing that everyone said about Louis back then was, like, he got permission from Chris Rock to say the N-word. Okay. So he can say it whenever he wants because Chris Rock said he's allowed to. Everyone would always drop that little tidbit about Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's allowed to. He's allowed <laughs> to say Because he fucking... He opens a special by saying it. It's crazy. I should put out, like... <laughs> A bit of revisionist history is happening here. I actually really liked Louis C.K. before yeah, all this course. stuff happened. And it was like that thing of going, when it happened, I was like, oh, no, I can't, can't like it. And I should put out, I did watch him, like I listened to that special that someone put up, not a special, but the bootleg, his, the bootleg thing. Mm. And it really was, I just thought, I can't, I can't enjoy this anymore. He's, it's crazy. He's ruined it just because I'm like, and you know what? I kind of wanted to because I like comedy. But yeah, at the same course. time, I was like, nah, I can't do it. I watched the last special that he put out um, and there's like some good bits in it, but every time he touched on the Me Too stuff, I was just getting so frustrated. I'm like, you're not, you're clearly not ready to talk about it. (laughs) You have no, you haven't processed what you've done. You're so defensive. It's so bad because I feel really bad because like people like Chris D'Elia, I can completely write them off going, Yep. Hated them, always hated them, not yep. funny. You can just mm-hmm. go, oh, use this excuse. But then there's people who you actually like and go, oh, no. Can't, I know. Can't I know. like them I, anymore. It's not like we were really, like, as if we were Cosby fans. Yeah. we. It's way before our time. We can just easily write off Bill Cosby. Yep. But Louis, tragically, is probably one of the reasons that we do Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know. So we're recording this on the 23rd of December. And yesterday, news that John Mulaney went into mm. rehab. <clears throat> and all mm. I could see were people going, stop making jokes, stop making jokes. And I'm like, I can't see any jokes. I'm searching yeah. for these jokes. I want to I read what people are, jokes people are joke? making about yeah. what, what is going the into rehab. But yeah, there were none. So I think people just are trying to get the likes by putting out the stop making fun of it. Like my heart yeah, goes out to him and Yeah, leave John Mulaney alone. Yeah. Like we, we, no one's making fun of him, dude. We think he's good and yeah. we think it's sad that someone's struggling with addiction. Do you reckon uh, Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes, when they did SNL together, got him back into it? Definitely. Yeah. He would have been like, hey, dude, if you want to be really cool, try heroin. <laughs> Apparently Julian G- Casablancas gave him a trench coat. Yeah. And uh, Albert Hammond Jr. gave him a fucking syringe and a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> and Nikolai gave him COVID. 
Um, all right, number six. We're at the mm. end of our list, Cam, for you. Oh, my God. And then we're going to do five five to one. I'm recording this straight after with a with another guy called Alexi Who have you got? Oh, yeah, he's very talented. Yeah. <laughs> very talented guy. He's got, all right, number six. Live stream number seven. Was that your one, Cam? I don't no, know. No, it wasn't. It was Fiona Lachlan, Reese Nicholson, Zoe Kuzmar, and Damien Callanan. Oh, God. So this is Reese's second time on the, on the list. He's Let me well. tell you, Reese, you've had it too good for too long. You get handed everything. A Netflix special. <laughs> some ABC stuff, probably. A house that you own. From me to you, fuck off, Reese. A comedy club. Yeah, a comedy club that you bought and pay for and yeah. uh, have a mortgage on <laughs> or a lease or whatever it is. Yeah, right. dude, fuck off. And Fiona, fuck off. Damien, fuck off. And who was the other one? Zoe Kuzma. Zoe, fuck off. <laughs> Four fucking losers. <laughs> so this was uh, Fiona's only time on the podcast this year. Mm. And it was another one of you book these guests and you go, ooh, are they going to, one, know how to work the tech? Yeah. Two, remember that they've said yes to doing this. But Mm. Fiona, absolute professional, first in the tech run, perfect, had had her own ring light. She was amazing. Well, from memory, she actually looked fucking sensational in yeah. the uh, video as well. Like she had a little setup. She was in a nice chair. She had a light b- on. She had a bowl of pears that was behind her. She had a Good book Lord. handy there to promote, like her new book that is a very, very funny. I'm going to put it out on the record. I actually have a h- immense crush on Fiona O'Loughlin. and have for a long time. Have you told her this? No, but I, I sometimes give love heart reacts or fire reacts to things and I'll like put a little comment sometimes saying like you look nice and stuff like that. So she would love that. <laughs> she would love it. I really do. I fucking love her. She's so funny and so beautiful. Also this is a serious thing. So Damon Callan, I would say the most underrated uh comedian in Australia. So funny. He's so funny. Every every time he's on the show he's always great and uh yeah every every gig i've seen him do always kills it so he's a fucking entertainer yeah song and dance man song and dance man like <laughs> us <laughs> all right so this is uh live stream number seven and we're gonna play here is a clip that beforehand i i was saying to fiona hey so don't say any names in this and mm. of course she completely forgot that and so there's a fair <laughs> bit of beeping going on in this story from live stream number seven your number six for the year of 2020 listeners fiona once went to the funeral of a man who was so loathed by everyone that no one gave a eulogy and the priest started the occasion by saying what can be said about name redacted well <laughs> he was a human being yeah or nah Wait, is this to me? That's to you, Reese. yes. Okay. Is that a true story? Is that a false story? Um, and wait, I missed the... I'll be honest, I, it cut right. out for a I'll second. I'll read it again. Okay. It was... Sorry. Fiona. Sorry. Fiona once went to a funeral oh, of a yes, man who was so I heard the rest. I heard the rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so the name's redacted. Um, I'll know if this is true. Fiona, what was the name of the person? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Rob. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so, where, how old, so you went to this funeral? Yeah, I was friends with Who, his wife and there was a group oh. of women, we were called the Witches of Eastside. We lived on Eastside in Alice Springs and we used to get together and drink champagne and basically bitch about our husbands. And yep. the husbands this hated is all, it, This is all making sense so far. <laughs> okay. So then one of the husbands, uh, uh, yeah, he took his own life. Um, oh. And oh. He was at the... <laughs> He was at the funeral. Well, he oh, he was, was at the funeral. He was... <laughs> so this has got nothing to do with this story. People die. Get over it. Um, anyway, so he used to have this saying, because he was a really, really wealthy man, and he used to have this saying, he used to say, the man with the best toys wins. And at the funeral, there was only the six witches of Eastside. There was a couple of taxi drivers, a couple of uh, real estate agents, and a priest. And so all of Alice Springs, had, all of Alice Springs was there. Well, nobody liked the guy, you know. And anyway, <laughs> we all got the giggles in the church because he used to have this saying, "The man with the most toys wins." And his wife, his ex-wife, had put up a placard next to the coffin that said, "The man with the most toys still dies." <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing about Funeral Lachlan. This could easily, I mean, this couldn't have happened, but she thinks it did. Um, (laughs) So it's very, it's murky waters when you play this game with Fiona. Um, No, I, but so what did the priest say? The priest said. He said, Rob, whatever his surname was, was a human being. (laughs) Uh, that is pretty priesty. That's how, and Start it's from, true. Uh, start with your, your second best one, end with your best one. That's how you do. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon it's true. I reckon it's true. I just. I just like it to be true. I want, I want Reece, it to be true. Reese Nicholson, you are correct. Yes, there's a point there for Reese. Well done, Fiona, for getting through that story. Yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Okay. It's a very great story. good story. <laughs> I just read it in the book. Yes, you yeah. did. It's in the book. Ah, oh, I know of it. Okay, so to Fiona. Now, Fiona, this one is for you. Now, Damien, in 2016, was learning swing dancing for a show he was going to do. He'd been having lessons and was working his way up to go and dance at a swing night with professional dancers and dance alongside them. He was super nervous yes. as he entered the packed dance floor, but he shouldn't have been, because as he entered the dance floor, another dancer accidentally kicked him in the Achilles before elbowing him in the middle of his back in the shoulder blades. Damien had to call it a night after only 10 seconds. Yeah or nah? Uh, how far out from the opening night were you? Oh, no, it was a fair way. It was my first ever time. Oh, what they call it? They call it a social dance floor, so away from lessons, um, with a band playing and the room, the room full of actual swing dancers. So I'd never danced in that environment. So it was probably a good eight weeks before the show. So, and you were quite badly hurt. Um, yeah, I kind of got on the floor, and I just wasn't used to navigating. And you, because 
when you're leading, you're also responsible for your professional judgment to follow. Um, so I was trying to kind of protect her, and um, this guy just stomped on the back of my Achilles, and I kind of oh. reeled back, and then another dancer came through and elbowed me in the foot, but it was the Achilles that um, I, I didn't know. I didn't think I'd done it, but I was not a pain. And my dancer kind of keep up the you know? So, um, <laughs> Not, well, it can be very feeling... dangerous. It, it can, can be, be very yeah. dangerous. I, I did Dancing with the Stars with that. Um, remember, there was a blind marathon runner the year I did it. You may not remember, but he never got to dance at his wedding. So they like a backstory. This guy never got to dance at his wedding. So he was on Dancing with the Stars. It was quite extraordinary because he's blind. And so they got him to do his final, finally do his wedding dance with his wife. Anyway, can't see, they're idiots. He, they made him twirl around. Anyway, he accidentally threw into the orchestra pit on live television. Oh. Because <laughs> Fiona, you've just, you've and just I come off another dancing show. It's story so much better than mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Because the comedy festival. Damien, I think it's true because I reckon if it wasn't true, you would have made it better. <laughs> you are correct, Fiona. Yes, that is. Oh, no, you're not correct. That's not a true story. A it's point there for Damien. You said, you said no, it was correct. No, not. Damien gets the point. <laughs> Damien gets it. What a clip. Well done. A great, a great choice in the list. Number six. Congratulations, Josh. How do you feel, Cap? You, you've got one. One so far. I feel really good about it, but I guess I just want to take a moment to really congratulate you on having, so far, five five nominations. Thank you. Yes, I did f at least five. You got in yeah. five of them. That's exciting for you. <laughs> it did. I've never won my game. One day I will win it. Can I reckon I I've given you points in the past. Yeah, so yeah I've got a few points. Yeah, you could easily win the game. Next time I'm on, I'm, my mission is going to be oh, to make you win. You're very generous with your points. You do always give your points away. <laughs> <laughs> I love to give them away to people. I think it's important. You know, hey, I was raised also, Catholic. All of these, all of these clips uh, were from shows that were post-COVID. Well, so, that just says everything, doesn't it? We This was a time, a crazy time, unprecedented time unprecedented, in the world. Unprecedented, you think? And you were here to provide entertainment and joy and positivity for an entire family of people across the globe. Yes. Who can make the pods go round? The potty You're man the only can. guy. Yeah. You're the only one I know. So thank you for doing that for us and for having us on. How many podcasts do you think there are in the world? What, six, seven? I reckon it's about ten now ten. because of COVID, yeah. Because well, you've got celebrities that have podcasts now. Oh, so that's it's right. probably up to ten. Ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, people, for finding my podcast. <laughs> There's so many out there. Can't see the forest from the trees. Cat, uh, so you have some podcasts. Let's talk about your podcast. Finding Desperado came out this year. Very, yep. very good. That's the main one I would like to say please listen to. It's uh, Alexi who will be on the next episode. Uh, it's him and I, and we solve mysteries. That's kind of our little thing that we've found that we're pretty decent at is we find a little – strange mystery out there in the world and we use all of our skills which are very minimal to solve it yeah now and also can i just say uh you guys were great in this in this season but i think the star of finding drago 
who mm. comes in, whose name I forget. David. David, amazing. He's so, so good. good in this season. It's frustrating how funny he is and how quick he is <laughs> because you just kind of go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have an interview with David and, you know, we're professionals, we're comedians, we'll kind of be driving this whole thing. And then once he starts talking, he's, like, way funnier than us <laughs> and he's so much smarter than us as well. Infuriating. He's so good. So if you haven't, if you've listened to Fizing Drago, but you haven't listened to Desperado, please listen to Desperado. There's Get way on. more David this season. Excellent. Hey, thanks, Cam. This has been lots of fun. Thanks for having me, man. Congratulations. I'll see, I'll see you in 2021. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.